day or two early as well. You know, a lot of things transpired during this season, and I'm really looking forward to talking with you about them. This is the Going on a Tangent podcast, the main show, GOAT for short, and today we are discussing a jam-packed NFL offseason from the draft until cut deadline, which was Tuesday, August the 29th at 3 p.m. Central Time, 4 p.m. Eastern. There has been a ton of things that took place that I, I don't know that I remember seeing them. Let's take it back to July 19th. The Jets made a trade for uh, a seventh round, let's see, seventh round pick? No, wait, I'm sorry. I'm reading it. I'm, I, I, got, I got glasses since the last time we saw each other. I need to uh, zoom in. The Jets got a 2025 conditional six-round pick and traded a 2025 seventh-round pick and Denzel Mims. Yes, that Denzel Mims to the Detroit Lions. That was on July 19th. On August 23rd, after a wild, and we we don't have time to talk about it on this episode, but after a, a wild exchange uh, between owner Jim Ursay and Jonathan Taylor's agent, weirdly enough, the Colts began fielding offers for Jonathan Taylor. Now, with the little time I do have that I want to spend on this, I want to tell you this. The Indianapolis Colts are unwilling to trade Jonathan Taylor unless they get fair market value. Spoiler alert, he didn't get it. Jim Irsay and the Colts, so they kept Jonathan Taylor and they put him on the pup list on the 29th. But they wanted fair value for him, which they said was like a first-round pick or a package of picks worth similar value. Jonathan Taylor was a second-round pick. In fact, I don't know if the Chiefs were looking at this and saying, man, what could have been? We drafted Clyde Edwards-Elair and then Jonathan Taylor was right there. We We totally should have done this. Um, if anything takes place between draft day and today with an NFL running back like Jonathan Taylor, the thing that should amaze you the most is this. They are not willing to pay Jonathan Taylor what Taylor thinks is fair market value for his position, which I get both sides of this. It's a volatile position. You're running into a brick wall 30 times a game, hoping that you see daylight. And it's one of the quickest and shortest lifespans in NFL, you know, life. But why are you asking for a first round pick, guys? Or a package of picks worth similar value? You, you think Jonathan Taylor is worth more than where you drafted him in the second round. You think he's a first-round pick or better. Well, you didn't take him in the first round, first of all. So let's knock that trash out. And you want to not pay him, but you want a package of picks or a first-round pick. What is wrong with you guys? Are, are you insane? I know the answer is yes. Just go with this. I mean, seriously, what are we going to do next? 
Uh, we don't want to trade Patrick Mahomes, but we also don't want to pay him because he's not worth what he gets. So we're going to ask for 25 first-round draft picks. You accidentally said the thing out loud you didn't mean to say. Jonathan Taylor's not worth it. No, first-round picks are worth it. If you think he's worth a first-round pick or a package of picks that's similar, get over yourself. You're ridiculous. I'm getting angry. We need to move on. The very next day, there were three trades. All, all to do with the Cardinals. Like the, the Cardinals have essentially said, number one, uh, we, we don't think Kyler Murray's coming back. He starts on the pup list, going to miss at least the first four games of the regular season. They trade Isaiah Simmons to the New York Giants. And they only got a seventh-round pick back. Their, their former first-round pick. And I know, Monica, that you're probably listening to this. Isaiah Simmons was never properly utilized in Arizona. But Zayvon Collins, the very next year, was used properly. It's, it blows my mind. Same day, Cardinals trade an offensive tackle, Josh Jones, who started nine games last year, and a seventh-round draft pick to the Houston Texans for a fifth-round pick. Jones is in this final year of a rookie contract, and so they're, they're probably trying to shed some weight. If he starts again multiple games, they don't want to pay that salary. Uh, we'll talk about that more later, why they probably don't want to pay that salary. But they trade him to the Texans. And then they're, they're not done because they trade – with the Browns for Josh Dobbs, a quarterback. And they gave up a fifth-round selection, who the Cardinals had in a previous deal with the Eagles, and Cleveland also sent over a seventh-rounder to the Cardinals. That's that's all on August 24th. Then on August 25th, um, <laughs> the 49ers dealt Trey Lance, quarterback, to the Dallas Cowboys for a mid-round pick. Fourth round pick. Um, he lost out to Sam Darnold and Brock Purdy in training camp. And despite the fact that they traded three first round picks to get Lance in 2021, here we are two years later and they got rid of him. And I I don't understand it. I, I don't. It. <clears throat> But did you see how well Purdy played last year? Yeah, I did. Do you guys remember Mitch Trubisky led the Bears to the playoffs in his first season? And here's what I want you to think about with this. They didn't evaluate Trey Lance properly. They, they could have taken Mac Jones. They could have taken another quarterback, too. I, I can't even remember. Was that Jalen Hurts? Is that Was that the Hurts draft? No, Hurts was 2020. They, they could have drafted better than they did. We don't trust them with their evaluation of Trey Lance, who was a number three overall pick that they traded up, much like the Panthers did to get Bryce Young. They pick up failed New York Jets starter Sam Darnold in the offseason and sign him to a pretty big contract, which kind of tipped their hand that they were thinking about doing this then. Darnold wins the starting job behind Purdy, so the backup job, excuse me, getting angry again. 
And I'm, I'm supposed to trust that the team that couldn't evaluate the number three overall pick properly just magically got it right on Mr. Irrelevant. I would love for Brock Purdy, just for the story's sake, to be this phenomenal superstar quarterback. No, no, no doubt. Watch this blow up spectacularly, though. And I'm probably wrong. These guys are paid to do this, but I, I just don't think when three of your quarterbacks are failed and you can throw Tom Brady at me all you want and I will throw back at you Landry Jones and Jordan Ta'amu and all the other failed quarterbacks that were taken past where Brady was or right around the same range. Just, yeah. I know Landry Jones was a fourth-round pick. I'm not over it. Wasted draft pick. <sighs> Pittsburgh, what is wrong with you? At any rate, I, I don't trust that this makes any sense for the 49ers. And something that Jimmy Garoppolo said is kind of interesting. He, he said, that's weird. I don't know if you've seen the, the viral sound. that was like, that's weird. That's suspicious. That's what this is. I'm going to move on. On August 26th, the Bears gave defensive end Travis Gibson permission to seek a trade. Uh, he had seven sacks in 2021 and could be looking to try to go back to that 3-4 scheme. Uh, Jeremy Fowler reported this first, that he was given permission to seek a trade. And on August 27th, there were three trades, two of them involving the Patriots, one involving the Steelers. Uh, the Vikings, well, let me go back, sorry. The Patriots and the Browns swapped depth players at running back and offensive tackle. Uh, the, the Patriots shipped backup running back Pierre Strong to the Browns for offensive tackle Tyrone Wheatley. Uh, Strong was a fourth-round pick in last year's draft, while Wheatley went undrafted in 2020. N nothing of, of note. The Steelers traded offensive lineman Kevin Dotson, a former fourth-round pick, to the Los Angeles Rams, and they acquired a 2024 fourth and fifth-round pick in 2025, while the Rams get the Steelers' 2024 fifth and 2025 sixth-round picks. So we give up Kevin Dotson, a 2024 fifth, and a 25 sixth. We get back a 24 fourth, which is where we drafted him at anyway, and a 25 fifth. I feel like that's value because we weren't confident in Kevin Dotson anyway, weren't sure that he was going to be anything of note. We are probably going to cut him. We got something for nothing. Then, same day, Vikings made another trade. They acquired offensive tackle Vidarian Lowe from the Minnesota Vikings for a six-round pick. This is August 27th. Now, here's where things get weird. On August 28th, the Eagles defensive end Derek Barnett said he wants to be traded, potentially. Uh, he's gauging the market to see if he can play elsewhere. Um... He's worried about playing time, from what I read. Same day, we have a, a kicker trade. Uh, the Cleveland Browns switched kickers less than two weeks before the season openers uh, began. The, the, they acquired Dustin Hopkins from the L.A. Chargers, and they ended Cade York's tenure. Now, this is less than a year after Cade York hit a 58-yard field goal in week one to win their first matchup. And the Browns tweeted after that, that's why you draft a kicker. Yeah, that didn't end well for them. Same day, Chicago Bears traded for guard 
Dan Feeney in exchange for a six-round pick. Uh, he was playing for the Miami Dolphins. He'll now be with the Chicago Bears. Which brings us to uh, t- t- today, August 29th, which is yesterday for you, but it's today for me. There were a ton of trades. Um, I I genuinely don't, like, I could not believe it. Tons of trades. First, the Panthers trade for Amir Smith-Marset from the Kansas City Chiefs in exchange for a swap of conditional 25 seventh rounders. He was originally drafted in the fifth round of 21 by the Minnesota Vikings. He has six career regular season catches. Um, the Giants made a trade for Boogie Basham. No compensation was listed. The Broncos added a kicker, Will Lutz, and they, they released Brandon McManus in May when camp opened, and Elliot Fry and Brett Maher were competing for the job, but the New Orleans Saints kicker, who used to be Sean Payton's kicker, is now Sean Payton's kicker once again. Um, I, I'm amazed by this. I, I don't hate the move, but I'm just surprised. It'll be curious to see how Lutz goes from playing in a dome to playing a mile high. Now, mile high is a great place for a kicker to play because you actually have the ability of the altitude in your favor. At any rate, here we go. The Titans traded for veteran kicker Nick Folk, uh, and a 2025 seventh-round draft pick was given. Uh, Nick Nick turns 39 in November. He's been in the league for 16 years and is tied 23rd all-time, ranks fifth among all active kickers with 353 career field goals. Uh, dude's been good. I mean, I, I don't know why you would trade for him. He, he probably would have been cut, but maybe not. The Kansas City Chiefs have some drama brewing. They are not sure that Chris Jones is going to be back, and he's continuing to hold out. They actually ended up putting him on the did-not-report list, meaning that he does not count against their roster, but he's also not on the team at this time. They added a defensive tackle with a division rival. The Vegas Raiders traded Neil Farrell Jr., a defensive tackle, for a six-round pick to Kansas City. Uh, Farrell was a fourth-round pick, so this is this is going down a slot. You know, you're, you're, you're losing value here, but if Farrell can play a little bit, who knows? He had 12 tackles last year with two quarterback hits and a, a stuff and a half. Then the Steelers made another trade. They send former third-round pick Kendrick Green to the Houston Texans. Uh, they end up getting a, let's see, where did it go? I saw it. Pretty sure it was a six-round pick. Um, nothing nothing major. The Dolphins and the Miami Cowboys swapped cornerbacks that could be in need of fresh starts, uh, ESPN writes. They sent 2020 first-round pick Noah Igbenogany to the Cowboys for 2021 second-round pick Kelvin Joseph. And that's impressive because Kelvin Joseph, I thought, was going to carve out a, a pretty good roster spot there. But I guess, Bradley Smith, you're not too upset about Kelvin Joseph ending up in Miami, your favorite team. The Eagles traded for tight end Albert Wigwam. Um, That's what I call him because I do not know how to say his last name. Uh, They gave up a 2025 seventh-round pick to the Philadelphia Eagles, and they got a 2025 sixth-round pick in return for this. They'd planned to waive him, but the Eagles were interested enough in trading for him. By the way, uh, before we get to our last story and then we talk a little bit about the, the cuts, the Steelers kept two punters. 
Um, me- meaning, looks like there's a trade waiting. I'd heard a rumor that Brandon Mann was coveted by the Eagles and the Steelers, they, they seem content, I guess is the way I would put it, to make a team sweat it out. Um, like, we'll, we'll keep two. Who cares? Maybe we'll switch midseason. I'm, I'm very curious to see what ends up happening there. And you know this already. We talked about it. But the Colts did not trade Jonathan Taylor by the deadline. He ended up being put on the pup list, meaning he is ineligible for the first four games of the regular season. Now, I see a lot of people say, that means he's not getting traded. That means he's not getting traded. You guys know the trade deadline's not till October, right? And it doesn't matter because a healthy Jonathan Taylor four weeks into the season, that's when teams are going to be desperate enough, and that's where those teams will say, you know what, that first-round pick we had, it's looking like it could be real late. We'll give it up. We'll give up a first-round pick and a fourth-round pick next year. And I would do that for Jonathan Taylor. Then I would slap him with a massive contract. By the way, did not talk about this but need to. The Colts have a rookie quarterback, remember? A rookie quarterback. Um, you have the salary cap to do this. You, you want your brand spanking new quarterback to have no idea who his running back is going to be? Sounds like a smart plan. Way to go, Jim Irsay. Why don't you go buy another guitar? All right. Let's give some takeaways from each team. And the first is the Arizona Cardinals. They're in full rebound. Full rebuild. Yeah. Full rebuild mode. There we go. Um, They trade away recent draft picks, you know, earlier with Josh Jones, Isaiah Simmons. And then they cut Colt McCoy. Um... He was taking first-team reps in the majority of the spring, then they trade for Josh Dobbs, and they have Clayton Toon, who they had drafted. And the the coach came out and said, I'm sorry, it's just really funny. Coach came out and said this. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to name a starting quarterback uh, for competitive reasons. Um, do you, do you guys know who the Cardinals play week one? You know, you know who it is? It's the Commanders. Commanders still have a pretty good defense. It's in Washington, by by the way. Um, do we really think that not telling the Commanders till the night before is going to really matter that much with Clayton Toon or Josh Dobbs? Seriously? Okay. Cool. They're tanking for Caleb. They want Caleb Williams. I've read reports that they're not even confident, and they've told some teams as much that they don't even think that Kyler Murray will play this year. You remember the last time a quarterback got hurt and he ended up missing a season and a team lost 14 games? They went 2-14, and 14, I think. 
ended up with the number one pick. And they had a ton of holes and a ton of problems, but they just knew that drafting this guy named Andrew Luck was going to be an amazing decision. Oh, it's the Colts who did the same thing to Luck that they're doing to Jonathan Taylor. They're not realizing his value. With Andrew Luck, they never had a problem paying him. They had a problem protecting him. With Jonathan Taylor, they have a problem paying and protecting him. Anyways, um, the Atlanta Falcons, they look like they're going to have an interesting offensive line. They, they did cut a 2021 rookie um, who started 16 games, but they're, they're moving in Matthew Bergeron into the starting lineup. He's going to be their new left guard, and Arthur Smith was quoted as saying that's what's best for the team. I think Atlanta is still the best um, team in their division. I think the Saints have the best defense, but I think the Atlanta Falcons are the most complete team. And if they do actually use B. John Robinson the right way, I think they could win some games. The uh, <laughs> the Baltimore Ravens. Um, they cut Melvin Gordon. I think that's a, a pretty interesting cut. He's been cut three times now, cut by the Broncos, cut by the Chiefs and cut by the Ravens, this is the kind of the dilemma. Now, I do think Melvin Gordon is vastly different from Jonathan Taylor. Uh, but their running back is – their running back room is in disarray, and I, I think it could be an interesting thing to watch unfold. Um, here, I read this, and I, I'm sorry, it's not news. Uh, did you guys know DeMar Hamlin made the Bills roster? Yeah, the, the same DeMar Hamlin that had an in-game collapse. Guys, do you know DeMar Hamlin was starting when that happened? He was a starting safety and actually was playing pretty well on a defense that was budding at the right time. And the, the biggest takeaway for the Bills that I read from multiple people is Tamar Hamlin made the roster. Oh, what, a, what an amazing day. Really? I mean, I'm, I'm glad he's alive. I'm glad he's playing. But, like, let he was going to make the roster. If he didn't make the roster, it's because he wasn't healthy. It's because his heart wouldn't have been able to take playing. Anyways. Do the Carolina Panthers know what they're doing at cornerback? Uh, they got Jeremy Chan. He can cover for sure. Uh, but they just signed a 32-year-old veteran last week in Troy Hill, and I, I don't know that they know what they're doing. Uh, he's playing in rotation now along J.C. Horn, Dante Jackson, and C.J. Henderson. That's, that's the extent of their secondary. The rest of it's very thin. I think the Panthers are going to be in for a rough season, and I think Bryce Young is going to hit and fill the bulk of that. Gibson was released. We told you that Tayshawn Gibson, uh, Tre Tre Tayshawn, Travis Gibson wanted a trade. He did not get that, and so they released him. I, I will say I like this about the new NFL, kind of the way that we're going. Like we're not really holding a lot of people advantage or hostage, I should say. Um, 
I'm curious to see what happens. Curious to see. Cincinnati Bengals are going to continue to trust in rookies. They cut uh, Trent Taylor and Drew Chrisman, and so they're going to have Brad Robbins as the Bengals punter and Charlie Jones as the punt returner, and also a wide receiver that I think could potentially sneak in, uh, depending on injuries. Cleveland. Um, they don't know what they're doing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Look, you could prove me wrong, but everybody always talks about Cleveland. Every year, it's their year. Every year, it's their year. Their front office is the problem, and it's always going to be the problem as long as they continue to go after people like they do. <sighs> With the Dallas Cowboys, I, I think Jabril Cox being cut is an interesting move here. They, they draft a Morian Overshone. He tears his ACL and he can't play. They have uh, Damon Clark. He's going to step in and probably play very well against Leighton Van Der Esch, but they cut Jabril Cox, and I thought that was interesting that they would get rid of Jabril. Dallas, uh, Denver Broncos. Um, I don't know why... The Eagles really need Albert Wigwam. Um, I'm sure the Broncos were happy and content to let that happen. Uh, they've got who they want at the position with Greg Dulcich, Chris Manhurts, and Adam Troutman. Um, I There wasn't room for Albert, but I don't really know that they know what they're doing. Um... They release in Detroit a young man by the name of Starling Thomas V. And they open the door in doing so for him to be signed. Uh, but if they get him back on the practice squad, that that's great. You know, awesome. They had to do this. They had Emmanuel Mosley coming back, and uh, they couldn't keep both. So they're going to see if they can't do a sneak here and get Starling Thomas V. I, I think he'll get signed. I think he'll get picked up somewhere. You don't play that well as a rookie and get cut and not, not at least get some attention. Green Bay Packers, uh, very similar to the Carolina Panthers. They're struggling at the corner uh, position. Eric Stokes is on the pup list. I don't know that they're going to know what they're going to do. How about the Houston Texans cutting Christian Kirksey? A team captain, by the way. Uh, Denzel Perryman is there. And they also have, and his name is escaping me right now, but he is a second-year linebacker uh, from, I believe, Houston. Let me let me just look this up real quick because I don't want to tell you incorrectly. Uh, he's actually on my fantasy league, and we will be telling you a little bit at the end of the show today what we're going to be doing uh, in regards to this season. So let me look this up real quick so I get it right. I want to find his name, and when I see it, I'm going to be angry that I didn't remember it. Yeah, Christian Harris, because it's the same name as Christian Kirksey. Um, they have Christian Harris, who exploded last year when he played. Uh, had 74 uh, tackles, one sack, one fumble, one interception, and most of that, most of that came toward the end. Now, of the season, by the way. He didn't really start playing well until about week eight last year, and then he had several games where he did phenomenal. 
Indianapolis Colts, what are you doing? That's all I'm going to say. You're ridiculous. Jacksonville Jaguars, I, I think they're in a big contention, you know, stage right now. Um, The only problem is when you don't get to pick so high, none of your rosters and your none of your picks, I should say, are absolute, like, guaranteed. Three of the final four picks that the Jaguars made in the 23 draft have been released. I don't know. Now, here's something that is, I think, actually noteworthy. It's Justin Ross making the Chiefs. Michael, you said DeMar Hamlin's not news. How is Justin Ross the Chiefs? Because Justin Ross was told he should never play football again unless things went exactly the way that they needed to. He had to have a, what was it, a fusion condition in the spine, surgically repaired, and he missed all of 2020. And he had a 2021 season that didn't allow for him to be drafted, and he signed with the Kansas City Chiefs. He's 6'4", 205 pounds, and he made the Chiefs roster. He will be a Kansas City Chiefs when the season starts, a Kansas City Chief when the season starts. Las Vegas, I don't know what you're doing either. Um, Is Aiden O'Connell going to be your guy midway through the season? It seems like that's likely. Los Angeles. Uh, Dicker the kicker. Cameron Dicker won the job over Dustin Hopkins. They traded him to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, He essentially played very well last year. He's nearly 10 years younger and only has about an $870,000 salary. It's a a slam dunk. The Rams are going to be bad again, guys. Um, Like possibly trading Aaron Donald before the season's over bad. Okay, that's all I have to say. Miami Dolphins, uh, they wanted so badly to get Jonathan Taylor, but they didn't. They'll have to settle for the likes of Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson Jr., and Devin A. Chang. The Minnesota Vikings, uh, they, they seem to be a guy that I, I think is I'm, – I'm curious. I'm curious. What is going to happen? What is going to happen with Alexander Madison? Because Dwayne McBride didn't make the roster initially. He could make it again. Watch the Minnesota Vikings to be a potential trade candidate for Jonathan Taylor. If Alexander Madison, who's not really ever been known to be completely healthy in his career, he goes down with an injury... I think they pull the trigger and they go and they get Jonathan Taylor, much like they tried to pull the trigger last year when they got uh, TJ Hawkinson. The New England Patriots got rid of both of their backup quarterbacks. Um, Right now, Mac Jones is the only quarterback on the roster. Like, really? Okay. New Orleans Saints, uh, the the biggest thing that I'm reading here is that they let uh, Bradley Roby go. So, a guy from 2014. New York Giants. I I don't know. You really learn what teams know how to draft and what teams don't know how to draft. 
And I think the New York Giants are on that list because they trade for Boogie Basham because Eximenes, I think is his name, was a guy that they had drafted in the, the third round in 2019. Didn't go well. Uh, did not go well. New York Jets, stars of hard knocks this season. They ended up cutting Zach Kuntz. Um, this is the first time that the general manager, Joe Douglas, hasn't kept one of his draft picks on the roster for the regular season. And I thought Zach was a lock uh, to make the roster. So I'll be curious to see if he ends up on the practice squad. The Philadelphia Eagles, what are they going to do at linebacker? Uh, you know, N'Kobe Dean and Zach Cunningham are essentially it because Miles Jack, who they signed, and Nicholas Morrow was cut. Um, Miles Jack retired. Brings us to the Pittsburgh Steelers. They cut longtime tight end Zach Gentry. Uh, that was really the most surprising. Uh, he and Pat Fryermuth were very big friends, good buddies, no longer on the same team. Maybe he gets on the practice squad, but I doubt it. Brandon Allen over Trey Lance. Come on, San Francisco. What a joke. Jake Bobo is a name to apparently watch for Seattle. He's made it. Uh, he's <laughs> he has made it onto the Seattle Seahawks roster. Now, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I think, are going to have a meteoric fall, much like the L.A. Rams did last year. Their defense is going to have to severely help them, but almost all of their defense is, is a majority of 28 years or younger. they got a young team. Could be good in a couple of years, but I don't know that I would say they're good now. Tennessee Titans, the thing that I would say is most noteworthy is uh, Hassan Haskins ended up on injured reserve, meaning that he is not eligible to play this season, which leaves room for Ty J. Spears. And if Ty J. Spears plays well, what happens to Derrick Henry? The Washington Commanders. You ready for the biggest thing out of the Washington Commanders before I tell you what we're going to be doing and then closing the show out? The Washington Commanders have decided to go with second-year quarterback Sam Howell. What a day if you're Sam Howell. And what a day if you are a Chiefs fan that says Eric Bieniemy doesn't know how to actually be an offensive coordinator, this is going to be the true test. Can Sam Howell look good? That brings us to the end of this episode. A quick overview. I'm a little rusty, getting back into the groove, but let me tell you what it's going to be like this season. I plan to have content when the regular season starts. Our first episode, unless something massive happens and... We will talk about it before then. Monica, remind me if I forget. First episode will be a Thursday preview a week from this upcoming Thursday. Okay? And we're going to talk about the free agent signings of DeAndre Hopkins, Ezekiel Elliott, and Dalvin Cook. We're going to do a preview of the Chiefs Lions, regular season kickoff. 
on Friday, there will be an episode. I'll also give you some fantasy football helps, by the way. On Friday, there will be an episode discussing what happened in the game, fantasy studs and duds, and some guys to be looking forward to on Sundays, and we're going to try to predict the schedule each week. Sunday night, I will record a live reaction for you to listen to on Monday. I'll give everything. I shouldn't say live, I guess. I'll also preview the Monday night football game. Tuesday, I will have an overview of what happened on Monday night football and looking ahead to Thursday's games. And then we'll repeat the process all over again, okay? So that means you'll have content on Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. All right? Gives you a day to catch up. I'm going to try to keep them as tight as possible this year. Draft coverage is so difficult because you're trying to cover hours of content into an hour and a half. But I'm going to try to keep these about what we've done today, which is about 40 minutes. I love that you love sports. Thank you for listening to the GOAT Podcast. And until next time, take care. Take care.